pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Well, hello there. Welcome to another Big Rab Show Podcast. How are you? Hope you're all keeping the best out there in podcast land. And wherever you're listening to us, you are very welcome. If this is your very first Big Rab Show Podcast, then... <clears throat> Where have you been? <laughs> this is well over 120 odd episodes now of bagpiping goodness. We've been doing this for quite a while. So, yeah, we are the show for the bagpiping folks. So, if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. And what a week it's been in the bagpiping world. We have just seen the European Championships just happen. We have crowned our European champions. We're going to get talking all about that. Uh, plus, yeah, we're looking forward to the All-Ireland Championships this weekend. Now, for those of you living internationally who don't know about the All-Ireland Championships, it's kind of well, a, a big major on this side of the Irish Sea. It's like, yeah, it's like the major championship held in Ireland. So, yeah, we'll get talking all about that. But first of all, let's get through the domestics, shall we? First of all, shout out to the Piper's Dojo. We are currently running a bit of a promotion in conjunction with the Piper's Dojo. And uh, a lot of you guys actually have been signing up using that service. So thank you. Uh, so it's just great to see so many people availing of such an amazing service. So yeah, if you are interested in picking up the practice chanter. Or indeed, if you are an advanced player or anything like that. And you just want to brush up on your skills. Then head along to thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. Because we are giving away... 30 days worth of dojo premium for just $1. Yep, you can go and test drive the entire premium package of Piper's Dojo for a dollar for 30 days. Go and have a test. The full thing is open to you. All your live lessons and the full back catalogue of everything. Uh, I've had a good digger out on the site. And if anything, it's nearly daunting just how much stuff there is. If anything... I think I might need a a bit of help kind of navigating the whole thing. It's crazy just how much stuff there is there on Piper's Dojo. These guys have been at the pinnacle of online tuition for a reason and well worth checking out. From the bare bone basic beginner right the way through to advanced Peabrook plan, go and check out Piper's Dojo. And yeah, go and take our test drive. 30 days for $1. And then if you decide to keep it on, then all the better. Cool. You know, then you have some kind of tool that you can use to further your bagpiping. So go and check it out just for a dollar and you get 30 days worth of premium goodness. Also, if you're a drummer and you're not interested in Piper's Dojo, then why not head along to Rhythm Monster? We've been kind of promoting them for quite a while now, and for good reason. These guys produce some of the best pipe band uh, drumming content that there is online at the moment. That's absolutely amazing. They have some of the best in the piping game, and... Yeah, just giving you all sorts of amazing tuition and drum scores and tips and hints. and It's just fascinating. The whole website is just incredible. Again, from bare bone basics to how to hold a pair of sticks, right the way through to advanced hornpipe and jig playing. Uh, right, oh, it was just incredible stuff. Now, it's not just for snare drummers, I have to add. It's also for tenor drummers and bass players as well. 
if you want to hold a pair of sticks in a pipe band, go and check out Rhythm Monster. And then, of course, if you want to sign up and whether you're going to take a monthly subscription or an annual one, then don't forget to use our promo code BIGRABMONSTER and you'll get 10% off at the checkout. So, hey, just by listening to the podcast, you get money off. So what's not to love about that? So there you go. Use our promo code BIGRABMONSTER and you'll get 10% off at the checkout whenever you are signing up. So it's well worth signing up because... I know for a fact these guys have some quite amazing plans in the works for Rhythm Monster. You're going to want to sign up. All right, just take it from me. (laughs) Anyway, let's get on with things. Also, if you would like to help support the show, you can go and check out our Patreon page. We've been doing quite a lot there over there on Patreon at the moment, and it's all exclusive for Patreon subscribers. So it's a lot of stuff that would not see the light of day here on the podcast or even on our Fuse FM Battle Money radio show or anywhere for that matter. It doesn't hit our social media. It doesn't go anywhere else other than exclusively to Patreon. So we have episodes of Big Rab Show Plus up there. We have all sorts of backstage videos and interviews and exclusive little bits of content and stuff just for Patreon subs. So if you'd like to go and help support the show, $5 a month, you can go and help us, yeah, do what we do with our live streaming from competitions, all of our podcasting on our radio show and all of that kind of stuff. All of that is through your support on Patreon. So, yeah, please do consider heading over there and enjoying all that extra stuff. Click support and, yeah, you can be part of the Patreon crowd. Awesomeness. I'll have to come up with a name for the Patreon supporters. Is it wrong to call you uh, the Big Rab Show Patreon? I I don't know. We'll have to come up with something. Won't we? We'll have to come up with a Patreon name. That's something that you can possibly email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. What should we call our Patreon faithful? Hmm. There you go. All right. Well, speaking of BigRabShow at gmail.com, let's get into listener mail. Now, as you can imagine, with a major championship just behind us, the Europeans there this past weekend in Inverness, our email is pretty full with people talking all about the results from Inverness. Now... (laughs) We will get to that. That's this week's topic of the week. We will talk all about Inverness and the Euros and then what we have in front of us. But I want to get into some other listener mail that we received as well as everything from the Euros. So we will talk about that. Uh, Let me see. Got an email here from Robert Larkin. How are you doing, Robert? He says, uh, Greetings. I was listening to your podcast on instrument maintenance and it got me thinking how no one discusses uniform maintenance either. Yeah, that's an interesting one. He says, I used to compete as a drum major, so I learned maintenance and precise dress and deportment, as that was such a large part of the scoring system. Taking care of expensive kilts, gillies, glengarries and balmorals is key to getting the most out of your kit and the band looking sharp. Am I one of the few who uses a lint roller on their glengarry and bag cover? It drives me crazy to see thread and lint on bands. Lint rollers should be in the band tent right next to the whiskey. (laughs) Then no one will forget it. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy what you bring and sharing to the pipe band world. uh, uh, From your friends in the United States. Blessings from Robert Larkham. Thank you, Robert. If anything, a pretty interesting topic of discussion right there. Whenever it comes to maintenance of uniforms... 
I was always really terrible at maintaining my uniform. And if anything, I have to give a shout out to the guys at the Royal Borough of Stirling. Because I recently seen a bit of an online video. I think it was Snapchat of all things. uh, Of a drummer repairing their Gilly Brogue with black tape handed to them from a bagpiper. I think the sole of their shoe was at risk of actually falling off. Their Gilly Brogue was in such poor condition that the sole was coming off. So the piper says, here, borrow my black tape that I use on my chanter. And they just lapped that sucker up. They just, you know, sellotaped it all together. (laughs) They just kind of wrapped the whole thing in black tape. So, yeah, there you go. There was a drummer then for Royal Borough of Sterling whose Gilly Brogue was held together with tape. I think there's a tune title in there somewhere, isn't it? The Black Tape Brogue or something. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. Now, we've got loads more questions all asking about the Euros. Uh, But, yeah, Robert issued that one in. That's a possible topic of the week. Thank you, Robert, for your email. Uh, We also got an email here in from Thomas... uh, Let me see, what's his surname? Thomas Lawrenson. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, He says, Hi, Rab, just some information about the Swiss Pipe Band Championships that are coming up on the 30th of August through to the 1st of September. Ooh, and this is going to... This is going to be something that Rab got wrong. Where do you hear me pronouncing this? It's going to be in Aptwil in St. Gallen in Switzerland. Now, I've probably butchered that. So, forgive me. Stuff the drab got wrong. So, the Swiss Championship's coming up then. Uh, yeah, August. I'm tail end of August. I'm going to be really interested to see this. Uh, because reading through the details and stuff, at the minute there are eight bands entered with 110 pipers and drummers registered to take part in the event. As well as having a pipe band competition on the weekend, we also have solo piping and drumming as well as chanter competitions. The band competitions themselves tick uh, all the different forms, as you would expect, all the way from Grade 5 to Grade 4 Map Tunes, Grade 4 MSR, and to Grade 3 Medley. And uh, yeah, I am really looking forward to this. Now, I had had no idea that there was such a massive piping scene in Switzerland, but there is... A Swiss Pipe Band Association, which I had no idea existed. So thank you, Thomas, for this to begin with. Now, I did know that there were bands from uh, Switzerland. We have talked about them before here in the show. Uh, But now to find out that there is a Swiss Pipe Band Association as well as your own national games. This is going to be really interesting. So the judges who are going to be attending will be Donald McKay, who's looking after the piping, Jim Semple, looking after the piping as well, and Kieran Morton will be looking after the drumming. So, yeah, he did say that he will hopefully be providing some sort of live streaming or video content online. So, yeah, for us on The Rab Show, we will certainly be sharing that out there and letting you guys see what's happening in Switzerland. Very, very interesting stuff. So he sent me tons of details here all about the games and how many visitors are expected to come. And then there's also concerts and different little things of fundraising happening around the whole event. I think the 30th of August through to the 1st of September in Aptwil in St. Gallen in Switzerland will be the place to go if you're into piping. Awesome, Thomas. Thank you very much for your email. And I look forward to seeing some of the action now from the Switzerland Pipe Band Championship. That's going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the piping news, first of all, shall we, before we get into this week's topic of the week. Now, this week's topic of the week is a big one. As you may expect, it'll be our full reaction to all the results that happened at the European Championships there in sunny Inverness. (laughs) The reason why I draw a breath is because that seems to have been dominated the conversation with ourselves on the Rab Show since the championships happened. So stick with this. We'll have to get through the piping news first of all, but we will be giving you our reaction to the Euros 
let's get into the piping news first of all. I have to say a shout out then to David Colvin. David Colvin, of course, the creator of Thunderstruck, that amazing play and stage show all about the life and times of the late, great Gordon Duncan. It's just a month away before Thunderstruck, the play, opens to a world of theatre goers at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Now, we've been kind of keeping track of this. They've been doing a little bit of crowdfunding and different things to try and bring the stage show to life. And I think they have, by all intents and purposes, been very successful to that end. If you haven't seen Thunderstruck, the play, now is your best opportunity. Go and catch it at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I don't know. I've heard nothing but glowing reviews about this. I'm gutted that I haven't actually seen it myself in person. That's a big regret of mine, but something that I definitely would like to get sorted. I would want to go and see this show. Because if anyone else in their reviews has anything to go by, uh, yeah, this is one show I'm definitely going to want to get to see. So, yeah, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival kicks off in about a month's time. And if you are a theatre goer, then this is definitely one show to catch if you are a piping fan as well. There you are. Shameless plug, no doubt. But a plug nonetheless, well worth catching. All right. I have to give a shout as well. All my piping news all seems to be giving shouts. But congratulations goes to Mervyn Hearn. Now, you guys listening locally here in Northern Ireland will know that name very well. Mervyn Hearn, of course, was part of RSPBA Northern Ireland. He was contest administrator and he was secretary for a long time. He was Basically, he was part of the furniture when it came to the Northern Ireland Association. Now, we all know the story of what happened with Mervyn way back in 2006, I think it was, whenever Mervyn had felt that he had to resign because of everything that was going on with his involvement with an event called the Spring Gathering. Now, I think I did cover the Spring Gathering on the Rab Show before. May not have done it here in the podcast. But at the time, the Spring Gathering was wanting to own or wanting to run its own competition. At the time, the event was ran and all of this. I'm giving a real history here, but I'm delving into the... (laughs) Going on a tangent. But the Spring Gathering was a massive event. And the RSPBA said that uh, that's not a sanctioned event. We don't allow you to run it. And Mervyn was part of the organizing committee for that. And as a result of the Spring Gathering event, a lot of people from RSPBA ended up resigning because of the association's stance on the whole thing. And Mervyn, as a result, was one of those people who took the step back and resigned. So, as a result, Mervyn had been... Heavily involved in the bagpiping world for numerous years. I think the longest time. I think it was well over 20 odd years, I think. Uh, so now Mervyn has been honoured with receiving an MBE. You guys managed to hear him here on the podcast as we interviewed him just at the UK's in a very soggy Lurgan. Uh, as Mervyn was getting ready to go and receive his honour and his MBE. So yeah, it was great to catch up with Mervyn just before he went to go and get this award. And to say he was a little bit chuffed, if not a, little, a lot emotional. Uh, would be an understatement so yes congratulations Mervyn it's very well deserved sir and yeah Mervyn was actually in contact with me today just to tell me about the whole experience and uh, just how nervous he was if anything he said that uh, the queen herself whenever he actually met her majesty he actually said that she knew a lot about the association and asked some questions about what's happening in the competition scene at the minute so I, I did you ever know that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth is a piping fan? I did not know this. If anything, somebody once told me as well, I can't remember who it was, but somebody told me that uh, the Queen is actually a Field Marshal fan. 
I don't know. But I think, if anything, it was maybe a, a garden party or something that she was at, and she was asking about the piping results, and our field marshal still winning, and all of this kind of stuff. You know, so it's weird to hear that royalty are asking questions that, you know, everyone always seems to ask me. So, well, Rob, who run Newton Ards this year? You know, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Your Majesty, if you're listening to the Rab Show podcast, you're very welcome. (laughs) Although I highly doubt that she does. There you go. Yeah, right. On to other piping news. I have to go to Ken Ross and District Pipe Band, who announced something quite exciting there. They have appointed a brand new pipe major. Yes, congratulations to Stuart Scott, who's just been appointed pipe major of Ken Ross and District Pipe Band. The band are saying they're looking forward to the future with renewed energy. There you go. Now, Ken Ross, I actually don't know if Ken Ross are competing this season or not. I'm not sure. Perhaps someone out there can tell me whether they are still competing or not. I haven't been able to see them as yet, but hey, they have a brand new pipe major at the helm, so congratulations uh, to Stuart Scott ticking up the helm there as the new PM. Now, as the coverage from the European Championships unfolded, ourselves on the Rab Show noticed something that was kind of funny. And um, far be it from us to draw attention to someone's typing errors, but... uh, Did you see the Piping in Inverness Facebook page recently? Well, they had a lot of video coverage from the ground itself, from the Euros, where they went around and interviewed some of the dignitaries, some of the bigwigs who were there. And uh, one such bigwig that they managed to interview was Mr. George Usher. Yes, our president of the RSPBA. They caught up with George Usher on the ground and asked him various different questions about what it is that he does on the day of a competition. And uh, the interview itself is very interesting to hear George's insight as to what exactly he does on the day of a competition. That in itself is interesting. But also the caption that the guys at Piping Inverness put on the video. They didn't call him George Usher. They called him George Fisher. Now, this could simply be a case of mistaken identity. Maybe they just misheard the name or something. Or, I don't know, complete typing error. But either way, it was hysterically funny. And I think a lot of people were increases laughing about this. It was very unfortunate. And I think, if anything, George may well be called George Fisher going forward now for the rest of the season. Sorry, George. Uh, But very funny. The interview is very interesting, but like you go along, you can check it out. Their interview with George Fisher. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and he was chatting all about the event and how it's, you know, go and check it out for yourself. I'm not going to sit here and give you a verbatim what he said. It's well worth looking to. All right, let's give, uh, yeah, props to what happened on Sunday. 30th of June was the Houth East of Ireland Pipe Band Championships, organised by St. Lawrence Pipe Band Houth. Now, not the St. Lawrence Pipe Band that you know on Grade 1, but these guys in Houth, just outside Dublin. There you go. I think by all accounts, it was a very successful event with loads of people actually turning up to compete at this. The competition levels were very high, I think, in all the grades, and even had such bands as Column Kill, I think, went down from... uh, up around Derry, their directions where Column Kill is. So they travelled all the way down to Houth then to check out the competition down there. And uh, yeah, I think by all accounts it was a very successful day. So I have to say congratulations to the organisers and one event that I will certainly want to be catching. 
Now, they did have an open grade on the day, and the winner overall was New Ross. So it was New Ross in first place, second place was Cullen, and third was St. Joseph's. And the drumming went to New Ross. Not bad. In grade two then, New Ross managed to lift that as well, and second was St. Joseph's, and third was Colum Killed. So there you are. So that was your grade two. Now, for full results, of course, you can go and check out the Irish Pipe Band Association website. I'm not going to sit here and read off lists. Hashtag lists. There you go. <laughs> now, speaking of getting awards and such, Mervyn Hearn may well have picked himself up an MBE, but you may well have seen this story break this past week, where Richard Park's MBE, Pipe Manager of the Field Marshal Montgomery, is no longer just Richard Park's MBE. He is now Dr. Richard Park's MBE. Yes, thanks to Queen's University in Belfast, he was, uh, yeah were given a honorary PhD for his services to music. So we will now have to call him Dr. Richard Parks. All right, what way does that work? Is Dr. Pipe Major? Doctor or Pipe Major Doctor? This is so confusing. I think it will be Pipe Major Dr. Richard Parks MBE. Now that's quite a title, isn't it? Now bear with me. It's going to get even more complicated. (laughs) So, yeah, he received this honorary PhD from Queen's University as part of their graduation ceremony there on the 1st of July, which was a awesome affair. The whole university was there, and there was hundreds and hundreds of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people there. And so Richard was up on stage, collected his PhD, and all of that was very, very cool. Lots of pomp and ceremony and people skating about in robes and stuff, and it was just a lot of fun. Uh, It was just great to see that Richard was honoured in such a way by such a prestigious university here in the UK. Very, very cool. Uh, Whenever they read off his list of achievements and everything and what he managed to achieve in the bagpiping world, I felt sorry for the poor woman who was having to introduce him because she was there for a fortnight. You you really don't kind of give Richard credit for some of the stuff that he's managed to achieve throughout his piping career since he took over as pipe major of Field Marshal back in 81. That guy has just basically lifted every possible trophy going and lifted it more than once you know he's, he's, he's making it look ridiculous now so <laughs> congratulations to richard if anything it was a great ceremony and um, you'll be able to watch the whole thing online and uh if anything shout out to the field marshal band as well because they managed to greet their pipe major as he exited the building of queen's university and they were there on the front garden uh, i think there was a selection of like four or five pipers from the band actually were there to meet him and you know playing wiener tunes and stuff to kind of honor him coming out it was awesome there wasn't a dry eye in the house it was, yeah just fantastic now as this news broke of uh richard receiving his honorary doc- doctorate uh, it was also announced by another university here in northern ireland that he will also be receiving a phd from them as well so he's going to be given two honorary doctorates from two universities here in northern ireland so is this does this mean we're going to have to call him Pipe Major Doctor Doctor Richard Parks MBE? <laughs> I don't, I'm only joking, by the way. I don't think that's the case. But yeah, he's going to be given two honorary doctorates for his services to music, and that in itself is just incredible. I have to say, congratulations to Richard. I think uh, no better man 
could such an accolade go to and uh, very well deserved now in a statement that richard was talking uh, whenever this news from the university of ulster had broke he says i am honored to receive an honorary doctorate from the university of ulster he says i hope it will bring further recognition to piping and drumming in northern ireland and the impact our musicians have worldwide there you go richard is always a very kind of what's the word he always shows humility whenever it comes to massive achievements. You know, say we, whenever a world championship win would come and Richard's there receiving the trophy, the first words out of his mouth is that he starts thanking the band and everyone else's hard work and never really talks about himself, you know? Now, that's one thing I kind of took from that interview we got with him on Fuse FM. He really didn't like talking about himself. He'd rather talk about the band and everyone's effort and the work and everything that people put in. So that just makes him even more awesome, you know? So, Richard, I think this is incredible to get two honorary doctorates in the same year. Fantastic stuff. It's just great to see you honored in such a way. Now, I did ask the question on Fuse FM last night, whether this was the first time a pipe major or a piper or drummer for that matter was given an honorary doctorate and i think according to the text messages that we got in last night on fuse thanks to jim williamson who texted in he says he thinks that uh, both of the lee brothers both got honorary doctorates now this could be stuff that rab got wrong which is why i'm tapping the table stuff that rab got wrong wrong so yeah Am I right in thinking that Simon Fraser University give honorary doctorates to both of the Lees? I don't know. You could tell me if I'm wrong or not. But I think this isn't the first time that perhaps a bagpiper or a drummer, for that matter, has been recognized with honorary doctorates. But either way, it's still a very cool achievement. Congratulations to Richard. Uh, I'm sure... Yeah, very well received. And mostly, I think most of, uh, if not all, of Field Marshal Montgomery are very proud of it, too. Yeah. Okay, let's fly on, shall we? Let's get into the thick of the pipe on news. This weekend, the 6th of July, sees the All-Ireland Championships. Yes! Come on! Now, this is possibly one of the biggest competitions to be played here in the island of Ireland. Now, this... Now, uh, yeah, obviously we had the UKs, all right? So that's possibly the biggest. But this was one that has always been here in Ireland, never went anywhere else. So this is one that's now going to be in Balamina. It's going to be in Northern Ireland this year, and then it goes back down to the Republic of Ireland next year. Uh, so, right, going to be in Balamina Academy, I think it is, Academy Grounds, and we are looking at quite a large competition here. Not going to joke. For a local competition here to be a major championship here for the island of Ireland, we have quite a large draw. And starting with grade 4B, we have 19 bands in there. Whew! 19 bands. And wow, that's a massive grade in grade 4B. Kicking things off at 5 to 11 and then, yeah, that doesn't finish until 1pm that afternoon. Long, long time. So... You would expect to see an entry like this for something like the Euros or the Scottish or even the British. It's like a big major, but here we are, the All-Ireland Championships, and we have 19 bands in there. That's amazing. Fantastic stuff to see Grade 4B being so healthy uh, with such a massive entry of bands. So good luck to everyone in there. Uh, yeah, I cannot pick a possible band in there that could pick that win that. So hmm. good luck, everyone. On to Grade 4A, then. We have 13 bands coming to the All-Ireland Championships this weekend. And again, I think the only band that didn't enter 
was the city of Limerick. I think we're the only band that didn't enter in grade 4A. So 13 bands in 4A and a massive entry then as well for 4B. Again, what a massive competition this is. So both grade 4A and 4B are two huge grades. It's going to be really exciting to see who comes out top of the pile on both of those grades. Good luck to everyone. On to grade 3B, however, we see the flip side of the coin. We only have four bands in 3B. Ooh, now that's not good. Whenever you consider how large 4B and 4A are. But, hey, that is what it is. We have four bands in there. We have the Major Sinkler, Tully Lagan. Yeah! Go on, Lagan! We also have the Cleanham Memorial and McNeilstown. So this could be a two-horse race between Tully Lagan and McNeilstown. The two of them have kind of been snipping at each other now this last few competitions. I want to wish everyone in the grade the very best of luck. I think no matter what way you're looking at it, you're walking home with a trophy. Because the worst place you could finish is fourth. (laughs) On to grade 3A then, we have nine bands in total. Not a bad grade for 3A. Uh, we have Battle Hill, Thiepville, St. Mary's Derry, Trasna, Clocker, St. Joseph's, Clendalkin, uh, Upper Cross Gar, the mighty Quinn Memorial, Drumlock, and Matt Boyd Memorial. So nine bands in a 3A. Again, another quite large grade for 3A. Not going to be bad at all. I'm looking forward to that. All right, on to grade two. We have the usual five suspects, and they're all going to be juking it out in grade two, which will be very interesting. We have Klaus Kelt kicking things off. Then we have New Ross, Manor Cunningham, Ravara, and Column Kills, our usual five suspects. Now, will they finish in that position? I doubt it. <laughs> so, Klaus Kelt, New Ross, Manor Cunningham, Ravara, Column Kill. This is going to be a battle and a half. Because these bands, of course, were not in action at the Euros. They've had a weekend off. So what were they doing during that weekend off? Well, as we heard from New Ross, they were competing down there at the Games in Houth. What were Klaus Kelt doing? I think I'd heard a rumour that they were having a weekend practice. I may be wrong. Bands such as Manor Cunningham and Ravara, I think they were doing the same thing. Having weekend practices... Column Kill were competing down south as well. So these bands may not have been competing at the Euros, but they didn't take a break. So this weekend at the All-Irelands, these guys are going to come out fighting. So it's an MSR competition. This will be very interesting, (laughs) to say the least, because uh, for many different reasons. Oh, I can't wait to watch Grade 2 at this. It's just going to be nuts. Then... Flying on to Grade 1. Yes, all of our Grade 1 big guns turn up for this here in this island of Ireland. We have St. Lawrence Atul, the Police Service of Northern Ireland, and the mighty Field Marshal Montgomery. All three bands will be juking it out, looking for that All-Ireland title. Now, you guys managed to listen to the podcast back with the Kids With Cancer charity night. Whenever we had an interview with uh, Terry Tully. And he actually said that winning an All-Ireland title is nearly better than winning a world title. It means that much to St. Lawrence Atul. And sometimes whenever you would chat to members of Field Marshal, they would also say the same thing. That winning an All-Ireland title is really something special. It's something that they really cherish and is hard fought for. So St. Lawrence will come out swinging as I'm sure the Field Marshal will as well. So, 
What makes the All-Ireland unique for Grade 1 is they have, they have to play an MSR set on the day and then come right back and play a medley set as well. So you're not just judged on one performance, you're judged on two. Now, we got this confirmed uh, thanks to Aaron McElwain. Cheers, mate. He actually confirmed this, that you have to, for Grade 1, you have to draw your MSR set on the line. So it could be number 1 or number 2. And then your medley is the medley of your choice. So you get to pick. So... Yeah, which medleys will we hear this weekend from FM and St. Lawrence and PSNI? Very good question, but one of which I can't wait to figure out. So I'm looking forward to this. So, All-Ireland Championships this weekend and Balamine, it's going to be off the chain. Cannot wait. And as always, us here on The Big Rab Show, we will be there live streaming the entire thing. Or at least least as much as we can. (laughs) It's going to be an incredibly busy day. We have a lot of people to run around and say hi to and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. We do hope to bring you as much live-streamed coverage from the All-Irelands as we possibly can. We'll do our best. For those of you who can't make it, of course, living internationally around the world and you want to see what's happening at the All-Ireland Championships, then tune into our Rab Show Facebook page over the course of the weekend and we'll bring you all the piping action that we can. And don't forget, we also bring you the all-important results. Yes, we bring you the results live as they're announced. And a lot of people have asked about this recently. Um, they, a lot of people just seem to catch the piping videos and that's it. And they miss the results. And then, you know, they go until the following week until, yeah, we're on Fuse and we're talking about the results. And they're like, oh, well, is that who won? Yes, did you not watch our live stream? So, yeah, we live stream the results as well from every competition. So as they're announced from the park, you can watch it live on our Facebook page. And, yeah, you can see for yourself who won what. Yeah, there you go. Now, I have to give a particular mention this week to our, uh, yeah, our podcasting buddies. <laughs> Good old chanter rant, Josh and Andy. How you doing, guys? Now, uh, yeah, we mentioned this last week. On the podcast about an apparent war or a battle between ourselves here on the Big Rab Show and the guys at Chanter Rant. And I did try to put that to bed and say there was no such battle. What's going on? Everyone still seems to think that there is an ongoing war between us because Chanter Rant didn't upload an episode last week. Yeah, they waited until Sunday, I think. They missed an entire week. And then uploaded an episode on Sunday with them having a road trip and didn't talk about anything to do with an apparent spat or anything like that. To be honest, I think, I don't know what you guys are trying to create drama, but there really isn't any drama. So, quit it with the emails. (laughs) We are not at war with the Chandler Ad Podcast. We are very happy with what the Chandler Ad guys are doing. We're big supporters of them. And as much as you guys are trying to say that there's, you know, a rivalry and all that sort of stuff, there really isn't. I'm sorry to disappoint. Uh, as Yeah, I don't know. As interesting as that may be for content and stuff, but there, there isn't. There is no kind of controversy here. Sorry to disappoint. But, yeah, what happened to Chandler Rant last week? I really don't know what the crack is. I think the episode that they uploaded on Sunday past there was a road trip podcast where they went i think it was the san francisco games i think it was they went to um but it's mm, it's an interesting one go and have a listen i dare say whoever done the editing job on it had his work cut out for them so yeah 
Again, if you are going to check out the Chandler Ramp podcast, it's not for the faint-hearted. Listener discretion is advised. There is adult language and situations discussed at length on the Chandler Ramp podcast, but it is very funny. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, please quit with the emails. There is no ongoing battle between ourselves and Chandler Rant. We are all buddies here. If anything, I love what they do, and I think vice versa. It is reciprocated. We both... Uh, you know, we occupy the podcasting space together and we are a very happy family. Yeah, love those guys. They're awesome. Okay, let's get into the last little bit of piping news, shall we? Before we get into this week's topic of the week, ourselves on the Big Rab Show had a kind of massive announcement this week. Yeah! Oh my god, it's so good to get this off my chest, it's ridiculous. It seems that we have been keeping this secret for the longest time, and we've finally been able to announce it. Live last night on Fuse FM, Balamoney, depending of course on when you're listening to this, we managed to announce something quite huge. Massive, in fact. This is kind of ridiculous how big this is. We've been working at this for a number of months and months and months now. <sighs> And we can finally talk about it. (laughs) Which is so good. I'm telling everybody I know about it now. Because before, I had to keep it a huge secret. So what is it, Rab? Well, courtesy of G1Reads.com, our associated sponsor here at the podcast. The Big Rab Show podcast will be having a live show at Piping Live. Yeah! Yeah, the Big Rab Show podcast will be live from Piping Live. Oh, baby, I'm all sorts of excited for this. It's just going to be insane. The Big Rab Show podcast live at Piping Live. The 12th of August, we are hitting the stage at the Piping Live Festival. And I cannot wait. So, again, thank you to our associated sponsors, G1 Reads. Because they're presenting the whole thing. So G1Reads.com presents the Big Rab Show podcast live. This thing is going to be absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Now, I can't tell you much more detail at the minute. Because what we plan to do is we are going to announce acts that are going to be appearing on stage as we get closer to the event itself what we're doing right now is we are announcing right now where it will be and what date and you need to get that put in your calendar you will not want to miss this all right now i have told you this before about various different shows that you don't want to miss it and the last show that i told you this was the St. Lawrence Atul concert, the Tourist Kual concert in the Armagh City Hotel. And a bunch of people then was on the phone to me and emailing me back saying, Oh, Rob, I took your advice. I went to that gig. Uh, you weren't wrong, pal. I'm so glad I did. Thank you. So this is one. Okay, 12th of August is the Monday of back, of, of piping live. And I cannot wait. The Big Rab Show podcast live at Piping Live. It just sounds mental to even say that out loud. Now, God, I, w- I wish I could tell you who's going to be hitting the stage. I have the list here in front of me. Look, here it is. <laughs> Doing visual jokes on the podcast. I have it written down on a slap of paper here. <sighs> this event. Do you know what? Now, I'm going to say this on the record. I'm not going to tell you who's on stage just yet, but this is something I'm going to want to be in the audience for this. I don't want to be on stage. I want to be able to sit and watch the show. 
It's just going to be insane. So I have to say, if you're going to Pipe and Live at all this year, if you're going to be anywhere near Glasgow for the Pipe and Live Festival, you need to get to this event. Trust me, looking at this lineup, the venue's going to be pretty darn packed as soon as we open the doors. I, oh, this is going to be insane. It's going to be an incredible episode for the podcast as well because, yes, it's a live show, but yes, we are recording the entire thing. It'll be an episode of the podcast. So we will be bringing you the Big Rab Show podcast live from Piping Live on the 12th of August. Thanks to G1 Reads. Man, I am absolutely so stupidly excited for this. Uh, I've ran out of descriptive words just to say just how awesome this is going to be. I don't know. It begs belief. Trust me. As we go through the next few weeks and, yeah, as we get closer to Pipe and Live, we will be announcing the acts that will be hitting the stage. And you'll see for yourself just why you'll need to get to this event. All right? <laughs> Woo! And, of course, you guys over on Patreon as well will get tons of exclusive content from this event as well. I'll say no more. But if you want, you can go and check us out on Patreon right now. Click that support button. So whenever all this extra stuff rolls around from the live show, then you're, you'll be over there and you'll catch it all. So mm, there hasn't been a better time to go and click support on Patreon. Uh, trust me. Now, why am I so excited for this event? Well, number one, it is the culmination of months and months worth of hard work. I have to say thank you so much to everyone at G1 Reads who have just been working their tail off and still continue to do so. Thank you so much again to Pipe and Live for booking us in the first place. That is just simply awesome to be part of the biggest piping festival in the world. What? What's going on? And also to all of us here in the Rab Show team who've been working incredibly hard as well. Shout out to Tyler, to Andy, to Aaron, and Deej and Stephen. You guys are awesome! Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, because this isn't a one-man show. We do have a full team of people behind the scenes who help put together this Big Rab Show nonsense. And, yeah, <laughs> the Big Rab Show podcast live. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, this is going to be incredibly difficult for me to keep my gob shut and not just tell you who all's going to come. Because, oh, guess what? Who's coming? Oh, you want to see? Oh, man. Oh, so excited for this. So, right. Calm down, Rab. Time to go and get yourself a cup of tea, lad. <laughs> but suffice to say, put this in your diary. You've been warned now. This is an event you will not want to miss, okay? Can't stress it enough. The 12th of August at Pipe and Live, the Big Rab Show podcast will be live from Pipe and Live. And we'll be hitting the big stage at Pipe and Live. And we're going to be joined... I can't say anymore. I can't say anymore. Can't say anymore. There you go. But shout out to G1 Reads. G1 Reads presents Big Rab Show Podcast Live, baby. 12th of August at Piping Live. I can't wait. All right. <laughs> it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The Horace Kill Company. 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event, or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all 
completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson's and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Adante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper is also the North American distributor for Beat Street Drumming Goods from Northern Ireland. Have you any questions about any of the major brands they carry? Then you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The Big Rap Show on Fuse FM, Balmont. Tuesday nights, 7pm to 9 they are the show for the piping folk, reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping, and of course, pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing? Tune in to The Big Rap Show. The Big Rap Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9, on Fuse FM, Balamone. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. It's time for Topic of the Week. Welcome. <sighs> I'm suitably calmed down now from all of that excitement from Big Rab Show Live. Yeah. Now, the reason why I'm so excited is because I just remember our show, their one, episode 100. Do you remember that? Whenever we'd done it in the Terrace Hotel, Mara felt that big Rab Show Live podcast. That was the first time we ever done it, and... What a night it was. You can go back and listen to it if you can get a kind of an idea of possibly what might be in front of us. Uh, so go and check that out. Big Rab Show Podcast, episode 100. Yeah, that was quite a special episode and we raised money for charity. We've done a lot of very cool things. A lot of amazing guests on there. Just the best night's crack. So enough talking about Rab Show Live. Let's get into the Euros. Yoo! The European Championships happened the 29th of June there. In sunny Inverness. And I have to say, it wasn't all sunny. The conditions were kind of mixed on the day. It was kind of dark and overcast at one point. It was very cold at one point as well. Then it was raining. And then the sun was out as well. I don't know. Just it seemed to be a mishmash of all sorts of seasons all wrapped up into one day. Hey, that's the weather in Scotland. That's why we love it. It's brilliant. (laughs) Pipe bands. So let's get into things. Uh, we got some emails here. First of all, here's one from Billy who says, "Rab, I have to say congratulations uh, on the podcast, buddy. What a great show this past few weeks, and enjoyed your Euros preview. Unfortunately, all of your predictions seem to be false." <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Uh, he also says, and uh, also a big congratulations to the groundsman there at Bock Park, I think, in Inverness, who didn't, who managed to maintain the ground from preventing it from turning into a muddy quagmire. Thank you very much, Bill. There you go. Uh, so he said himself that the grounds, no matter, you know, with the amount of people, buses, things all driving over that there, they, they managed not to turn into a big 
pile of mud. So well done to the grounds people. If anything, that's one thing that maybe goes unrecognized. You know, people who lift the litter and the groundsmen, uh, people who make sure that you have sanitary kind of things that people look after, portaloos and all that nonsense. They are all this unsung heroes. So yeah, well done to all the organizers. I think by all accounts, it was a really well run event. I didn't really hear any complaints. There were no bands who were running late or anything. There was nobody disqualified. There was nobody who got lost or any of that kind of stuff. It was a very well-run event. And if anything, I think it's looking forward again to Inverness next season. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. You know, I might actually try and get to this one. That's possibly one of the biggest complaints though. It has to come from most of the bands here in Northern Ireland is that it is so far away. It's difficult to get to. It's expensive for hotels and everything. A lot of people actually managed just to stay in Glasgow City. That was actually cheaper. And then travel up that morning. Uh, But yeah, that was... You know, a very difficult way to do it because a lot of bands had an extremely early start that morning. Uh, anyway, let's get into the results, shall we? <laughs> Sitting here talking about where people are staying for Inverness. Uh, that all aside, let's get into the results, shall we? Starting with the drum majors, our juvenile European champion went to Lewis Anderson from New Rosson District. Not bad, Lewis. Well done. Great result there. Uh, so, yeah, representing New Rosson District, picking up himself a European championship. Not bad at all. So, also coming in a quick second then was Beth Turner then from Uddingston Strathclyde. Not bad at all. I think just one point behind. On to the juvenile grade then. Uh, lifting the top spot was Cara Gilmer from Scottish Fire and Rescue. Well done, Cara. Yeah, and then second spot then was Cathy Hunter from Manor Cunningham. Not bad at all. Again... Cara, I think, is starting to find her feet here. I've mentioned this before on the podcast that Cara uh, came, I think she managed a placing there in the UKs and here she is now in the European Championship managing to lift the title overall. I did tell you, as much people don't care about drum majors, there's a lot of action happening in here. And Cara Gilmer, certainly one of those ones in that uh, juvenile grade, there's definitely one to watch. So there you go, you've heard it from me. Uh, so congratulations to Cara, well done. On to the adult grade then, lifting the top spot. The European Championship 2019 goes to, drumroll, James Kennedy from Kloss Kelt. Go on, James, you legend. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Go, James. What a result, man. Fantastic stuff. So, James, yeah, from Kloss Kelt, managing to lift the top spot. In second place then was Lauren Hanna from Loman and Clyde. Yeah. Go on, the Clyde. Awesome. Our current world champion then, Emma Barr, finished up in third. Kevin Conquest then from Mesa Caledonian in the States. Awesome. He finished up fourth overall. Vicky Singer then from McDonald Memorial came in fifth. And Liam Renton from Inverary finished up sixth. Now this is very disappointing for Liam, I have to say, because Liam, I think, started off the season with a win. He managed to lift the first major of the season, but here he is picking up a sixth place, so... Ouch, that has to hurt. So, Liam, I don't know what happened to you, buddy, but... Ooh, not good, not good. But, hey, you're in the top six anyway, so you're still there, buddy. You're still in the final, so still doing something right. (laughs) But congratulations to James Kennedy. I think he's just a little chuffed with that result. And if anything... I think someone sent me a little bit of... A little tidbit of information that James was the only one from... RSPBA in Northern Ireland to come back with a European title. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's accurate. I'm not sure. I have like, went through the results and everything, and he is maybe the only person from RSPBA Northern Ireland to come back with a European Championship trophy. So there you go. All right, let's get into the bands then, shall we? That's enough about the drum majors for now. Uh, Novice Juvenile B. I have to give a shout-out to Scots College, Melbourne of Australia, because they picked up a Euro. Yeah! Well done. Oh, I just remembered. Oh, speaking of drum majors, whoops, apologies. Wow. I have to give a shout-out to uh, Adrian Smyton and Victoria Smyton, both who managed to send in videos of the drum major competition. So thank you, guys. That was, yeah, really, really well received. Thank you very much. Uh, our live streamer was busy either live streaming at grade one at the time or I think he was competing actually when some of the heats were happening. So thank you so much for filming those and sending them into us at the Rab Show. And then we were very happy to share them out. So shout out to Adrian and Victoria. Thank you very much, guys. Very much appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, Scots College from Melbourne picking up the title in Novice Juvenile B. Right behind them with North Lanarkshire Schools. Third was Loch Gelly. And then Sky Youth were fourth. And Renfrewshire Schools, which isn't easy to say, came in fifth. And then City of Inverness Youth came in sixth up in your top six. Now, the reason why I'm reading through your top six here is because whenever you consider it, there were 17 bands in the grade. Not bad at all. Quite a large grade here by all accounts. And bringing up the bottom place, commiserations to the Presbyterian Ladies College of Sydney, Australia. Yeah, and Knox Grammar School as well managed to finish 14th as well, which was well down the pecking order. So, yeah, disappointing result for them, I think, in Novice Juvenile B. But, yeah, shout out to Scots College in Melbourne, who managed to do it quite convincingly. Two firsts in piping, a first in ensemble. However, their drumming came up sixth, with the drumming title actually going to Loch Gilly High School. So, there you go. Interesting things happening in Novice B. Uh, yeah, we'll just look forward to the next major to see before we start talking about predictions for the big in for the worlds. On to Novice A, then. Yeah, <clears throat> European champions... Uh, 2019 and Novice A were North Lanarkshire schools. Well done, guys. Uh, so, again, uh, doing it quite convincingly as well as lifting the drumming as well. So, not bad at all. With the second and first in piping, first in drumming, second in ensemble, they managed to lift the top spot. Uh, coming in second was Locklash Jr., actually. Yeah. If, if anything, I did kind of predict that Dollar Academy may just have it all their own way here. But no, Dollar managed to finish up third overall. Now, I would like you to go back, actually, and listen to Dollar Academy's run in Novice A, actually. I thought it was really, really good. So, well done to Dollar. Uh, third place. Fourth was George Watson's, and fifth was Scots College, Melbourne, Australia. Sixth, then, was Stirling and District Schools. So, not bad at all. Again, Knox Grammar School from Australia finished up ninth out of nine, unfortunately. So, mm, not the best result for you there, guys, at Knox Grammar. Uh, but, hey... You're in there anyway, juking it out, so good luck to you. Uh, so, there you go. Novice Juvenile A went to North Lanarkshire. Well done, guys. On to grade 4B, then. Uh, it went to Ebrador, Pitt, Lockery, and Blair Athol, which is not easy to say <laughs> when you're on the radio, uh, as I managed to fluff my way through it last night on Fuse. But, yeah, grade 4B champions. Ebrador, Pitt, Lockery, and Blair Athol, with ones right across the board. So, they've done it quite convincingly as well. Yep. All the firsts in piping, drumming, ensemble, the whole works. 
they just stomped in there, lifted the trophy and went home. So they lifted it with a total of four points in total. And then the next band behind them had 13, Camelon and District. And they were second on Ensemble Preference, just over Strathendrick. Pipe Band, who finished up third. Coulter and District were fourth then, and the Vale of Athol were fifth, with the mighty Ullapool finishing up sixth. Now, I have to give particular mention to Ullapool and District, because their lead tipper is our live streamer, Deej McIntosh. <laughs> Go on, the pool! You! Lethal. Great result for them. Very excited, I think, to lift the trophy, so well done. Uh, so, yeah, Ebrador, Pitlockery and Blair Athol were just a little bit excited to be collecting their trophy in 4B. And if anything, I think they kind of held up things a bit because they were too busy shouting and cheering and hugging each other to actually go up and collect their trophy. It had to be announced maybe a, a couple of times. Could someone please come up and collect your trophy? Come on! everyone was standing around wondering what was happening and everyone was waiting for them to go and lift their bleeding trophy they were just too busy smacking drums and hugging each other and yeah and oh crap someone has to actually go and lift the trophy whoops yeah so next time if you're announced as being a prize winner please send someone to get the trophy don't keep us all waiting (laughs) anyway on to grade 4a who is our european champion Mid-Argyle. Well done, Mid-Argyle, and done it quite well as well. Two firsts in piping and a first in ensemble. However, didn't have it all their own way with a third in drumming. Yee. The drumming actually went to Glenrothes in district. Yeah, so that was an interesting result because Glenrothes actually finished up fourth overall. Yeah, So there you go, bands on the day actually. I managed to listen to quite a lot of that grade on the day and actually managed to hear Halleberry from Australia. It actually sounded really well. However, finished up 10th overall, which I was surprised at, to be honest. Also managed to listen uh, to the pipes and drums of Basel from Switzerland. And again, another great performance, however... I do think they were having problems with sound on the day. Uh, there was little kind of wavers and blowing and such. So, I don't know, small things. But they finished up ninth overall, so well done to the Pipes and Drums of Basel. Um, you know, if anything, in Grade 4A, there's a lot of very competitive bands in there. And, yeah, just, I don't know. Grade 4A, looking forward to the Worlds, is going to be a really tough competition, I think, for 4A. So, yeah, it bodes well, looking at things, how it went in the Euros. Very interesting stuff. All right, let's get into the juvenile grade, and no surprise, Dollar Academy. (laughs) Dollar Academy marched in there, lifted the trophy, went home. Thank you very much, that's mine. Bye-bye. Yeah, cheers, Dollar. Uh, George Watson's then came in a very close second, mind you. So, yeah, and the drumming title actually went to George Harriet Schools, which was a bit of a surprise. Uh, So, there you go, Dollar Academy lifting the top spot. Two firsts in piping and a first in ensemble, however, a second in drumming, with the drumming going to George Harriet's. So I have to say, that run from Dollar in the juvenile grade, it would... <laughs> I don't know. Right, I'm going to be controversial here. Well, I'll throw me eggs in one basket and you can all email me, send me all the angry notes. But if you were to put Dollar Academy, George Watson's College, even George Harriet's and Boghall, all those guys who were in that juvenile grade and placed them in grade two... I honestly think they would be a force to be reckoned with in grade two. These kids are so stupidly talented that they could march into grade two and lift the title. If anything, it's been suggested that some of these juvenile bands could march into grade one and still manage to hold their own. Now, I would kind of agree with you. So, 
go back, listen to the juvenile grade. There are recordings out there. Uh, well worth a listen to what's going on at Dollar Academy and George Watson's for that matter. Both incredible bands. If anything, every band that's in there, especially the Boggies as well. Boghall band's going incredibly well in the juvenile grade. Yeah, just stupidly good music coming from the juvenile grade. Very tough for all the judges. Uh, so, <laughs> well worth a listen. On to grade 3B then. Who are our grade 3B champions? Open High School. Yep, Open High School lifted the top spot. Two firsts in piping. However, finished second in ensemble and second in drumming. The drumming actually went to Dunbar RBL, who finished up fourth overall. So, mm, that was interesting as well. If anything, I'm noticing a bit of a pattern. The drumming judge always seems to give the drumming title to a band who ends up finishing either third or fourth. Interesting. We'll talk about that. So, yeah, shout out to Open High School, who managed to lift the 3B title. I think you were just a little bit more excited than anyone was expecting you to be, and kind of lost yourselves a bit, and just been absolute boogaloo. So, well done to Open High School. You were all very, very happy. Turrifin District, bringing up second spot. Kilmarnock were third. Dunbar RBL, as I just said, finished up fourth. Arbroath came fifth, and Lanarkin District finished up sixth. There you go. If anything, uh, Mesa Caledonia Pipe Band were the band that I was really excited to hear. Unfortunately, they finished up on the bottom of the pile, twelfth overall. So, mm, that was a real bitter pill to swallow from Mesa Caledonia. Uh, but I don't know really what happened. I haven't really heard the whole performance yet. I heard the introduction so far. I haven't listened to the rest of it yet. But I do hope to go back and listen to the rest and see just see what happened there. So, yeah, there is work to do, Mesa Caledonia, before you get to the Worlds. I hope to see you at the Worlds, actually. So, yeah, very interesting stuff happening in Grade 3B. A very competitive grade, like I've said before. But equally as competitive, if not more so, would be Grade 3A. The way 3A is sitting at the moment... It's just redonkulous. Any band in here could jump up and lift that title at the moment. So who lifted it this past weekend? D-Side Caledonia. Yeah, and they've done it quite well as well. Two firsts in piping and a first in ensemble. However, a second in drumming. But that didn't hurt their chances. So they lifted the top spot. City of Inverness brought up second place. And the Highlanders' four Scots were third. Mackenzie Caledonia's go on the Macals. Finished up fourth. Stockbridge were fifth. And Ross and Carmarty pipes and drums uh, were sixth overall so there you are now a band that i was particularly interested to hear this past weekend were the ramage city of newcastle who managed to finish up seventh overall now going by my own ear who's not an expert ear but i honestly would have placed them higher than that i thought they had a pretty decent run now listening to the grade again i have to say particular highlights of mine were the highlanders for scots who had a big tone real good rich sound of very very good the drum corps actually of uh, city of inverness i can see why they placed first they sounded incredible so well done to city of inverness great performance from the drum in front also d caledonia as well your drummers also played a blinder as well really Real good performance. So if you are interested in listening to Grade 3A, the recordings are out there. Go and check them out. You will not regret it. And like I said, go and have a listen to those bands that I've just mentioned. They're well worth a listen. Especially, yeah, shout out to the drummers, City Inverness in particular. Very, very good run. Very tight, very little mistakes in there at all. Excellent stuff. All right, moving on to grade two. Now, I did mention on last week's podcast that we will see Klaus Kelt in action at the Euros, and they're one of the few bands from Northern Ireland over there. Well, Klaus Kelt, yeah, pulled the plug on it at the very last minute. They put an announcement on their Facebook page saying that they were not traveling to Inverness. 
Uh, and the world just went, oh, no. So, yeah, it was a massive loss. It would have been a real competitive grade. But that's not to say that the grade itself was a disappointment because, au contraire, my friend, it was absolutely the opposite. The grade was insane. It was nuts. It just seemed to be everyone thought to themselves, oh, Klaus Kelt's not here. Rivara's not here. Manor Cunningham's not here. New Ross isn't here. Anyone can win this. And that's what happened. Everyone in grade two seemed to find second gear. Hell, some of them seemed to find third, fourth and fifth gear. Yeah, some of the performances in grade two this past weekend were just nuts. So shout out to everyone who competed in grade two at the Euros. You guys have just found the turbo switch or whatever it is and stepped it up a notch. Some of the music in here was incredible. So who was our Euro champion then? Port Lathan and District, who lifted the top spot. Well done to Port Lathan. With two first places in piping, I think there was no room for argument there. Two firsts in piping definitely had a great performance. Uh, for the first in ensemble as well. However, their drumming was down in fifth. So mm, not a great mark for their drumming. However, it didn't hurt their chances again because they lifted the top spot. Uddingston Strathclyde finished up second. Now, that's not bad at all either. Now, that's, of course, with their new lead tipper, Grant Cassidy, at the back line. So, shout out to Uddingston. Not bad at all. If any, I think this is, what, the third competition now? Third major, I think, with the new leadership and everything. And to pick up a second prize, that's not bad. That's a quite a big achievement. So, well done to Uddingston. Great results. So, there you go. Well worth listening to. Uh, let's see. Royal Borough of Annan finished up third. Royal Borough are just a machine at the minute. They're not a pipe band anymore. They're just an army. Have you seen this band marching on? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> They're massive. They're such a big band. And have a ma- massive big sound to go with it too. So go and check out Royal Borough of Annan. The, wow. It's like an army just marching on to that ring. It's insane. Uh, Buck and Peterson come in fourth then. Well done to Buck and, uh, who managed to lift the drumming title as well. Well done, Buck and Peterson. Uh, Mackenzie Caledonia has finished up fifth. Go on, the Mark Kells. Yeah. Highland Granite then, actually, who had a great performance, finished up sixth overall. Now, there's some people actually were texting into Fuse last night uh, saying that someone in Highland Granite actually managed to drop a stick. And coming into the last tune, apparently. Now, that's every drummer's nightmare. Now, I didn't see this on the recording. I have to maybe go back and have a longer look at it again. But, I don't know. It can happen any drummer at any given time. You could burst a head. You can drop a stick. Or your harness could break. Or something like that. Just stupid crap always seems to happen at the worst possible times for drummers. Uh, who knows? That's a future topic of the week right there. But, yeah, shout out to Highland Granite. If you guys managed to lift a sixth place with a drummer who managed to drop a drumstick, which is just horrific. I really feel for that drummer. I've been there myself. It's just the worst. Uh, so, if you managed to pick up a prize with having that happen to you, still kudos. Well done to you. <laughs> also, a band that I was really surprised by was the Isle of Islay pipe band. Uh, Kiljaman Distillery, Isle of Islay who finished up 7th overall. Hmm. I was expecting big things from the Isle of Islay. With picking up their uh, major drumming title there at the UK, I was expecting them to keep climbing that ladder. And, you know, I was expecting them possibly to be a dark horse to lift the top spot because their pipers were just amazing at the UK's. However, here we are here at the Euros with two-fourths in piping but a tenth in drumming. 
Ooh, and when you consider there was 13 in the grade, that knocks them well down the pecking order. So, Isle of Islay, I don't know what happened to you guys. You disappointed me. You know, I challenged you and told you that you had to do the business and you didn't. I'm disappointed. <laughs> uh, who knows, that could have been the kiss of death, you know, me backing them. Uh, so, Isle of Islay, some work to do, guys, there ahead of Dumbarton. I do think there is more things to come from the Isle of Islay pipe band. We haven't heard the last of them yet. Also, shout out to Royal Borough of Stirling, who had a good performance, especially in their drumming. They finished up second in drumming, so not a bad. But to finish second in drumming, but yet 12th in ensemble, I'm not sure how that kind of marries up. But they finished 11th overall out of a possible 13th, so eh, not the best weekend's work, I'm sure. But still, I enjoyed the performance. It was really enjoyable. It was good fun. Yeah. There you go. So, shout out to Portland. Well done, guys. European champions! <laughs> Alright, let's get into grade one then, shall we? Possibly what everyone wants me to talk about. Grade one. Now, this was a mixed bag, let's just say. A mixed bag of results. Now, don't get me wrong, I did enjoy every performance that was in here, but this was not how I seen the results shaking down. Because like you guys, I did not make the trip. I I couldn't make it to Inverness this weekend. I was stuck at home stupid wife and kids (laughs) and all that domestic stuff but yeah i was like you guys i was watching the live stream through your facebook page and i was enjoying all the performances with headphones on and i was being my own armchair judge and i did not have the band sitting where they're sitting now let's go through the placings first of all starting with inverarian district who are our european champions well done to inverary and they managed to lift the drumming title as well not a bad weekend's work. From the guys at Inverary, well done. Now, coming in second was People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate. And everyone drew breath. I think, as everyone was even watching the live stream, there was people in the crowd next to our live streamer and went, Ooh, what? Everyone was so surprised by this. Seeing the boggies up in second place. Ah, it's so epic. It's just brilliant to see the Boggies up there around that top spot at all. It's been too long, Boghall. So there you are, up in second place. The Field Marshal Montgomery then were third. Third place for the mighty Field Marshal. Everyone's now saying in the back of their head, well, where's St. Lawrence? Bear with me. Scottish Power then finished in fourth. Yeah, we still haven't heard St. Lawrence yet. So, Scottish Power had another real strong performance, managing to lift them into the top four, the fourth place for Scottish Power. Fifth, then, were St. Lawrence too. Well done, St. Lawrence. Managing to finish fifth overall. Uh, not bad at all. So, uh, let me see. Shots and Dykehead, then, bringing up the sixth place with the final trophy, then, for the grade. Shots coming in sixth. And if anything, congratulations, I think, to Emmett Conway and co. I think this is Emmett's first prize, I think, as Pipe Major of Shots. I think... I could be wrong, but if anything, shots going in the right direction. I'm not sure did shots pick up anything in the UKs. I don't know. I got it's just to be stuff. The rap got wrong. Thump thump. But yeah, shout out to shots actually who are going in the right direction. I feel you know with every performance that I'm listening to shots now, they do seem to be constantly improving. So well done, shots. Really well done. All right. Looking at the rest of the table, then coming in seventh was Polis Scotland Fife. Five Polis and then Johnstone, Glasgow Polis, Loman and Clyde, the police service in Northern Yarn, and then Glasgow Sky bringing up 12th position. So why are people talking about this so much? Well, everyone's talking about the drumming result. 
<laughs> when you consider there were 12 bands in the grade, okay? 12 bands in total in grade one. The mighty Field Marshal Montgomery placed 11th in drumming. Ooh, and that has everybody drying their teeth. As I, I call it a teeth dryer. Like I've mentioned this before in the podcast. You know when you hear something, a result, and you go, ooh, a teeth dryer. Yeah, Field Marshal finishing third was a bit of a shock, to be fair. But then whenever you've seen the summary sheets and find out how they came third, they had a first in piping, first in piping, second in ensemble. All the judges seem to agree that Field Marshal were top two material, apart from the Drummond judge, who had them slapped down into 11th place, which was a massive shock. Now, whenever I was listening to it, I actually had I actually had Field Marshal possibly winning it. I honestly thought it was a toss of a coin between Field Marshal and Inverary. I really enjoyed Inverary's performance this past weekend. And honestly, whenever they were read out as the eventual winners, I couldn't argue with it. I thought, honestly, they had played for it. Inverary deserved that title. I also thought Scottish Power had a real stellar performance, especially their pipe core. Just sounded on song, just really, really strong. And again, St. Lawrence's drummers were right up there for me. And yeah, looking at my own armchair judging sheet, I would have had Field Marshal winning it, Inverary second, third, I would have had St. Lawrence, fourth place, Bog Hall, fifth place, uh, Par. I, I, I don't, I'm going to get all sorts of mixed up now, but yeah, looking at my scribbly handwriting. But suffice to say, I did not expect Field Marshal to be down in 11th place in the drumming result. Now, why am I so shocked by this? The reason why I'm shocked is whenever I listened to the performance, I honestly couldn't place them that low down, that they were near the bottom of the table. I did think that other bands playing in there were possibly had a weaker run now i'm not slagging them off by any means please don't get that twisted but i just think that field marshall's drum corps played better than others then other bands were doing different things and i understand that and musical tastes do different from band to band but i do think that field marshall possibly did not deserve that 11th place in drumming which really seemed to sting now, had the field marshal placed any higher in Drummond, would the result have been any different? Mm, I don't know. I get, well, obviously, if they had won the Drummond, they would have possibly won it overall. But the reason why I'm talking about this result in the first place is for in uh, two piping judges to place them first, for an ensemble judge to place field marshal second, and then a Drummond judge to slap them down into 11th. I, wore, I was starting to think... If the drumming was that bad, it was down on 11th, then how could they possibly place in second in ensemble? Because if the drummers were slapping and blittering their way through a set, then how could they finish in second in ensemble? It doesn't make sense. To me, a drumming judge and an ensemble judge are both listening to the same thing. Drummond Judge is listening to how the core is performing and how they're getting through their set from A to B, whether they're doing it cleanly, with rise and fall, with expression and all of that kind of stuff. The Ensemble Judge is listening to the entire picture. They're listening to the whole performance, uh, the overall picture. So that includes the drum core. Now, if the drum core are making such a pig's ear of it and an 11th place worth of pig's ear, then clearly the Ensemble Judge will hear that and will mark them down accordingly. 
But the ensemble judge didn't seem to hear that and placed them second, right behind Inverary. It's very confusing. <laughs> it's very confusing. If anything, it's an interesting topic for discussion because... Ah, okay, I'll stick my eggs on one basket. We have suggested this before here on the Big Rab Show podcast. We've mentioned it time and time again, so this is not news. But we did suggest that possibly now is the time to introduce another drumming adjudicator. We have two piping adjudicators, but we only have one drumming. Now, with tenor cores and bass cores being the way they are now in midsections, if you want to call them, that if they they have come on leaps and bounds from what they were whenever I started in the 80s, where you were lucky if you had one tenor drummer, never mind a whole core full of eight of them now. Now, yeah, a drumming judge has normally predominantly have to watch the snare line. Can that drumming judge now realistically watch the snare line, the tenor line, and the bass drummer watch all three as a package and the catch-up, possibly two two parts of a hornpipe before they break into something else and you know how can they gather their thoughts and oh i like what that tenor did there oh i like that bass run into that snare line uh, there's just too much going on in my own humble opinion i honestly think that it could be time now to possibly introduce another drumming judge to have two drumming adjudicators in that circle to, to help to help now, people would say, oh, you're doing that to try and catch people out. No, I'm not. <laughs> I honestly think now, with the development of the music where it is now, I think it's too much for one person to try and judge alone. Now, I, now don't get me wrong. I'm pl- Please don't get me wrong. I'm not slagging off this judge here in grade one. I am just questioning what they were listening to because I didn't hear it. But I wasn't there. I wasn't in that arena with the clipboard. So, hey, you know... That is always my get out of jail free. And it's very true. Had I been standing there right behind that drum corps, I could possibly have heard something that nobody else did. Whenever you keep in mind that we're normally watching performances online and that kind of has its limitations already. You're not getting up close and personal with the performances, performers themselves. You don't get the little nuances in the performance. Possibly there were loads of little slips in there with rolls not ending correctly or movements that were just so ragged that they just couldn't listen to them. But we weren't up close and personal. We were standing at least about 100 yards, 200 yards away, standing in the middle of a packed crowd, crowd trying to film it on a camera. So, yeah. It is what it is. I honestly didn't hear anything. I've listened back to the performance myself. I didn't think it was that bad, to be honest. But I do think that this is possibly time now to look at how the drumming adjudicating is done. Now, I have suggested this before on the podcast. This is not news. So with everyone going to start controversy, please don't. It's not new. (laughs) But I would like to know your opinion on this. You can email me in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now, please don't get it twisted for a second that I am assuming that this drumming adjudicator here has gotten it wrong. I am just giving my own personal opinion on the thing. You guys can form your own opinion as well. Go back, listen to the recordings yourself if you want. Make your own judgment. And you, yeah, you can decide for yourself where you think the band's placed in your own mind. But I can tell you now, our judges in there had an incredibly difficult job to do. Every band that marched into that circle 
played well. Played well. There was no band in there that had a bad run. And that's the truth. I know people kind of slag me off sometimes for being on the fence. And so be it. But I'm honestly not being on the fence here. I have said some quite controversial things here. But judging. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. I honestly think every band in that grade 1 arena. Deserves to be in that grade 1 arena. They all played incredibly well. We were really well entertained. For all 12 bands. And um, yeah. Congratulations to anyone who stepped in that circle. Last weekend. And played the way you did it was just amazing and to our judges who had to split hairs and try and separate these guys that was a job in itself i honestly don't know how you do it i have said this before but our judges really are the unsung heroes of the piping world they have the most difficult job in the bagpiping world and that is being critical of some of our amazing musicians and how they can split hairs with bands like this i have honestly no idea if I was to stand there with a clipboard, I would just put my hands behind my back and just enjoy every band and put everyone first. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's that's the problem with being a fan. You know, just go, ah, Inverary, first, lethal. St. Lawrence, ah, St. Lawrence, lethal, first. Oh, Polish Scotland, Fife, lethal, first place. Oh, here comes Johnstone, lethal, first. Oh, PSNI, class, first place. <laughs> Get the idea? Uh, yeah, I think... As much as people want me to talk about the 11th place in Drummond, and yes, it does stand out. Whenever you consider their placing an ensemble, it does stand out. You were, you do kind of think, what did that judge hear that we didn't? What did the ensemble judge not hear? I don't know. It begs the question. Anyway, I do think it's possibly a topic for a future show. Again, looking at the whole structure of judging and how it operates at the moment, I think with our two piping adjudicators, that certainly works. I think, you know, we haven't had the huge, huge differences in opinion that we think we possibly had around the start of the season. That doesn't seem to happen too often. Uh, But, yeah, is it now time to introduce a second drumming adjudicator? I would argue yes, possibly, I think. Because of the way the music is now, it's just too much for one person to observe uh, all on their own. I do think an extra pair of eyes and a pair of ears would certainly help. If anything, the size of some of the drum corps nowadays, uh, you know, it is difficult to try and judge that as one person. I do honestly think that two judges, two drumming judges for that matter, would certainly help. There you go. That's my two cents. You guys can email me in bigrabshow at gmail.com and let me know your opinion, please. I'd be very interested to know your opinion on this. Uh, So a lot of people actually, yeah, have various different degrees of congratulations to Inverary, Boggies, Field Marshal, all of our top six and other people saying that "Mm, perhaps the result was wrong, that some people thought the St. Lawrence should win and Parr should have won it and Shot should have won it. Do you know what? Anyone could have won it. <laughs> and that's just being truthful. Yeah, every band had a real stomper of a run. So, hey, you know, this piping season has been an interesting one and has not stopped being interesting. It will continue as we roll into the Scottish, which is just around the corner. So, there you go. That's my two cents. Thank you for downloading the podcast this week. That's us. <laughs> yeah. What an interesting week it's been in the bagpiping world. We are heading to the All-Ireland Championships this weekend. Uh, yeah, we hope to bring you all sorts of live-streamed coverage from the All-Ireland. So if you can't make it to Balamina, 
in sunny Northern Ireland this weekend, then we will be there. So you can tune in to our Rab Show Facebook page and catch all the action and see who gets crowned All-Ireland Champion 2019. Right, guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. If you do like our show and would like to help support what we do, then please check out thebigrabshow.com. We have our merch uh our shop on there where you can get tons of merch rab show merch hoodies t-shirts all that sort of stuff with little logos on so you can represent the rab show wherever you may be and also we have our patreon page it's possibly the best place for you to go it's the cheapest as well for five dollars a month you get your hands on tons of extra stuff so for the same as a price of a pint if you ever met us in person at the rab show would you ever buy us a pint in the beer tent well now's your chance just to, yeah to claim <laughs> that's what the guys at Chandarant say so yeah for the price of a pint or whatever a cup of coffee wherever you drink your coffee five dollars a month gets your hands on tons of extra content that never sees the light of day here on the podcast our radio show on our or any of our social media it's exclusive only to patreon subscribers so go along click support and you get your hands on tons of extra stuff Especially all the extra stuff that's going to be coming now from Big Rab Show Live. <laughs> I'm all sorts of excited for that. So if anything, just before we close the podcast today, I just wanted to tell you, uh, we're going to be announcing the first act for Big Rab Show Live this Friday. <laughs> so depending, of course, on when you're listening to this, it may already have been announced. But Friday, the 5th of July, 5th of July, we will be announcing the very first performer yeah, another big rap show live. It still sounds crazy saying that out loud. Rap show live at Piping Live. Lethal. Anyway, hope you all have an amazing 4th of July, all of our American friends. Happy 4th of July. Yeah. Awesomeness. Go and set off some fireworks, drink some beer, and send us a rap show selfie. Hope you're going to have an amazing 4th of July holiday. And uh, yeah, if you are listening to the rap show podcast, on the 4th or whatever around that time then let us know email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com very happy 4th of July all of our American buddies yeah we'll be competing at Balamina this weekend and I cannot wait so we hope you can join us on the Rab Show Facebook page this weekend until then yeah tell your friends about our wee show tell them all about what we do about the bagpiping world and we can introduce more people to what we do and that's what it's all about don't forget to click subscribe if you haven't already so each and every week you'll get a little ding a little notification to let you know that rab has uploaded another one and you'll never miss an episode all right guys that's me i am out the door and we will see you here on the podcast next week all the very best well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Roots, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>